0: This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. He's known as the Get Along Coach. He works with companies and organizations to improve communication, interpersonal relationships, everyday interactions, and emotional intelligence. Arnold Sano, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to it.
0: You know, we live in a very, uh, how should I say this, very interesting time here in 2020. and you know, a lot of people are working from home now, but we're still working. A lot of us are still working. And so communication is a pretty big deal, I guess.
1: Oh, yeah, it's definitely uh, it's more important than ever now, too. I mean, you you got to make every touch point you have with everyone positive and memorable and special. And the question is, when you're when you're doing this virtually, how do you do it? I mean, there's a it's tough uh, in these areas. And, and there's really some key things to keep in mind uh, when you look at you know, being more communicating more effectively, and and I always like to give it give it down to like six keys to keep everyone singing your praises. You know, how do you do that on a regular basis? And some of those, uh, you know, just to give you those six keys right off the bat here. Uh, the first one Place is just jump right in. Yeah. The first one is really attitude and, you know, everything begins and ends with your attitude when you really boil it down to it. And, you know, and, and, and the question is, how do you keep your attitude, you know, going on a, going on a regular basis? And, and, you know, when the, you know, when the pandemic's happening and people are upset and you're stuck inside all the time and, and how do you really make sure that uh, everything, everything goes well? Um, and, and the thing that to really help you in that area is I do something with, with with my clients a lot of times, too, is I help them look at the good side of everything. So, for example, you know, what's the best side of doing everything? So, for example, if you're stuck in traffic, you know, everybody gets upset and all that stuff and your attitude's upset. But then he said, well... W- you know the the good side is well maybe I'm not the person who's who's stuck there and you know stuck who's making it happen which could be the thing or let's say you're you lost your job you know you're you're not getting as much business as you want or you lost your job and, and and it's a time to maybe reflect and see on other things that you can do at this time too so um, you know it's it's what's the flip and I call that the flip side exercise what's the the flip side of everything that can make that looks better and and there's always going to be you know, don't compare yourself to others, too, because there's always going to be good things and bad things and worse people worse off than you are. And so uh, to keep your attitude adjusted, I'd, I'd say flip your look at the flip side. And then the second thing on keeping your attitude adjusted is, you know, count your blessings, you know, look at all the good things you have. And sometimes you just want to sit down and make a list and say, you know, I have my family, I have my job, I have my, you know, my life, I have, uh, you, you know, the sports too, I do, I can, you know, all these other things that go on with it. So just a couple of things. So the first thing is really, you know, um, to, to, you know, get everyone singing your praises, to get a communicate effectively. You need to have your attitude in good shape first. And, and as One I said, just
0: interject here real quick. It's sure. like we, you mentioned traffic, but how many times have we been in traffic and someone cuts you off and sometimes we'll flip them the bird or we'll yell at them or honk the horn. But, you know, if we step back and go, maybe they just got a phone call that their loved ones and rushed to the emergency room. We just assume that they got on the freeway and cut us off because they had it out for us. And that's really not the case.
1: Yeah, exactly. And the other thing that goes with that too, is, is let's say, you know, I get all upset because somebody cuts me off. Well, well, who's the one suffering there too? You're the one having the heart attack. You're the one, uh, you're the one speaking at it at your dinner table the night, that night. You're the one going on. And you know what? The person who just cuts you off, they're having a good day. They're listening to the radio. They're having a good time. You know, they don't, they don't hear it. And you know what, who's, who's, having the the breakdown you are not that them. is so true <laughs> yeah. so, so you know Mark, that's a good point to just make that with everyone there too so so a good good thing to keep your attitude but i do like the saying you you don't know what's going on in other people's you know lives you know it's a uh, it, it's sort of like that old saying before you walk a mile in my shoes you need to take off yours first to really, yes. really understand where people are coming from um cuz you know everybody well everyone sees things through different lenses we all have different experiences and uh, and by the way, this will keep your stress down quite a bit, too, if you just oh, yes. realize <laughs> this.
0: Yeah. yeah, people are not out to get you. I promise you, nobody's out to get you. They got enough things to do in their own lives. They're thinking about enough things. They are not worried about you. And I think we just say, well, see, he did it to me on purpose. He wasn't even thinking of you. I promise you.
1: Exactly. And, you know, when you look at, uh, you know, I always say people say, well, people are rude and we talk about rudeness a lot, but I'd say 95% of the rudeness out there is inadvertent. People don't mean to be rude, but, right. you know, something happens. Or, <clears throat> for example, have you ever gone into a, a post office and the post person was rude? You know, they were rude to you. I don't know if you've ever had that experience, but um, you go in there and you know, you walk out and you get all upset. And then I, I, start thinking, okay, maybe they're having a bad day. Maybe they're having a bad life. And, and, and actually, you know, in a certain way, it keeps your stress down again, because it's, it's not them. It's just, you just realize that people are different in those cases. So, um, so attitude
0: that, that, is so important because, you know, if you got a poor attitude, my argument is you can't be your most productive self, because if you're, if you're like, oh, the world's out to get me, how can you be productive if you have a bad attitude?
1: Exactly. Yeah. How can you do anything at that point, too? So uh, and sometimes I also say, you know, besides, you know, the flip side exercise that we talked about flipping, counting your blessings. And another thing to keep your attitude adjusted is to, is to really main change your circumstances. Uh, You know, one of the examples of this is, um, and this was in the pre-COVID days, but I had somebody who I was working with and the client said, oh, he has a really bad attitude. He's in bad, you know, we're going to get, we're ready to fire him. And then I I did some work with him and we found out later that he just couldn't stand the commute of 45 minutes every day in traffic. And so they, they suggest he move closer and you know what, his whole personality changed. It was a whole (laughs) different world because, you know, one thing. So, you know, what is it? What can you change or adapt? So, there's really three things when you look at changing your attitude. It's the flip side exercise. It's count your blessings, and the third thing there is uh, change your circumstances. So, wow. so the first. So the first thing when you say about communication, I'd say is is you know attitude and keep that going. Second thing when you talk about getting everyone to sing your praises is reliability. Um, And when we talk about reliability, um, do what you say you're going to do, do it when you say you're going to do it, get it done on time. You know, are you trustworthy in a sense um, on those on those areas, too? Are you transparent? Uh, All those things fall into place on that second part there, too. Um, Third thing is responsiveness, um, going the extra mile for people. You know, it would be another thing Um, doing spending time afterwards, you know, helping people out, not just rushing them. Uh, You know, I find that when I work with a lot of people, their clients, people sometimes they say they feel rushed. Um, The client feels rushed. And, you know, when you start doing that all the time or you're on the phone, uh, especially when you're doing uh, virtual calls, you know, like, let's say you're talking to me and I go, uh, 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 huh, uh, uh-huh, uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. you know, it just gives a, it gives an impression that like, okay, he, he just wants to get rid of me. And so you need to take your time with everyone there too. Um, the fourth thing, uh, is credibility and trust. And, you know, the, the biggest thing I would say on that one is, uh, you know, when we talk about c- credibility and trust is do people trust you? I mean, sometimes it's always good to, you know, um, sometimes I've done this with clients. I've called some of their, when I do something where we, you know, look at how their clients like them or not, we call them up and we say, uh, you know, uh, sometimes I hear the word integrity come up, you know, or honesty come up or trust come up. And, you know, and it's interesting when you work, I worked with the police department before and, and one of their, their biggest thing in the police departments, they train you on is, hey, if something happens, you know, we can forgive what happened, but don't lie. Don't ever lie so yeah. you know people get more trouble about,
0: yeah here's the thing about trust though it takes you years to develop trust and a second to lose it and people don't stop and think about that that's why you know before i publish something on social media i'm like okay am i sure that i want now all 8 billion people in the world aren't going to see it but right. do i want 8 billion people to see this and a lot of people they they tweet when they're angry they post when they're angry and I'm like, take a step back, put your phone down, go for a walk. Because how many careers have we seen that have gotten destroyed because they had, they were in a bad mood, something happened and they tweeted something uh, For a prime example. something just popped in my mind. Roseanne Barr, great success. She did something. Why she did it. I'm not going to get into that. But the point is one tweet ended her career. So before you do anything like that, think about how long you worked on building your trust and your credibility is this tweet, is this post going to de- derail that in like the, the flick of a button? You need to think about that. And I think so many people, because social media is 24-7, 365, we don't think about all the eyes that can see that. Hey there, it's Mark. I just wanted to hop in here real quick to invite you to check out MrProductivity.com to find out how to be coached by me for less than a dollar a day get my top five productivity tips and so much more. It all happens over at mrproductivity.com.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, it's exactly too. is, it's when you say trust is lost immediately. Um, I think about this when, when I'm dealing with some companies that are in crisis, you know, and the, the, the one speck of advice I give them is like, you know, be totally transparent. Don't hide anything. Just tell them straight out what's going on. Cause once you start doing that, you've lost it. And as you said, you know, I, I give everybody the benefit of the doubt. I'm sure you do too. I get at, at the start, you know, every, I trust everybody until I can't uh, because I don't think you ever want to start from the point of not trusting people right off the bat either, but uh, absolutely, I can't. So you're, you're exactly right. You know, it's so easy to lose. And when you talk about, you know, communication and getting everyone singing your praises, that is like such a big issue that goes along with attitude, re- reliability, responsiveness, and trust. Um, on that thing. And then the, the next one that I would have mentioned is uh, appearance. And, you know, even when you're doing virtual calls, for example, uh, people are judging you immediately. And it's interesting too, when, we, when you do a Zoom call, for example, the number one thing people are doing is they're, they're actually looking at themselves in there and seeing how their hair is yes. going and their clothes. And they're not listening to you or me, but you know, they're, they're looking at all those different things that go with it. But um, what well, I
0: want to, well, I want to say there with the appearance, I want to go back to the key number four is credibility. So if you always show up for zoom calls, your coaching calls, your masterminds, whatever the case may be, and you're wearing the t shirt, then be you. Okay. Don't, I'm, I'm not a big fan of like dressing up because right. people want you to dress up. Be you. But if you always wear a suit, don't show up wearing a t shirt because that goes back to authentic- authenticity. So. Your appearance should match who you always are. I see people all the time. I see them look one way in one call and a totally different way in another call. I'm like, who are you really? Just be you. So if that's you wearing a t-shirt or a polo shirt or a sweater, then wear that so people have the consistent image of you.
1: Yeah. And I, I agree with you on that one. I, and the other thing I would take a step further on that is know who your clients are too. If you're working with different people, different people have different perceptions and you know, the old saying perception is reality, which is not really true, yep. but my perception is your reality. Um, yes. And what do they do? People make up their minds about you in milliseconds um, and they decide whether you're competent, whether you're creep, whether they want to deal with you or not. And, yep. you know, a good example of this, I, I went to a, um, do some work for a software company a while ago. And I was coming in to do a presentation and I never checked it out in advance, but I was walking in with a suit and tie. And as, uh, before I turned into the door to speak to about 300 people, the person who was in charge pulled me, by the, pulled me by my sleeve and said, you can't go in looking like that. And I said, what do you mean? He said, take a look at your audience. And they were all in t-shirts and, and jeans and <laughs> stuff like that. And they said, if you go in there, they're going to say, oh, here's another tie. And nobody pays attention <laughs> to another tie you know what I mean. So, um, so you're right, you know, it's it's just got to be, you know, go, go back to the audience uh, that you have. But I, I would say one other thing, too, based on what we're doing today, even to just doing this interview, I'm, you know, when you first uh, when we first contacted each other, you even mentioned said, Hey, it's got to be a good the clip, the, the microphone's got to be there. It's got to be clear. Uh, it's got to be out this because else we don't do the the interview. And and from your perspective, that's exactly right, because I think you're, and you and you made a good point about this, too. When the when the sound is bad, people don't want they don't listen anymore. Um, mm-hmm. They're not paying attention anymore. You know, when when Zoom first came out, we gave people it's like some leeway. Now we're not giving it as much leeway because. Yes. Yeah. And And I think you made a really good point about that, too. So that's part of appearance, too.
0: Yeah, and and like for the, a little inside baseball for my listener is I care so much about you that I know audio is very important to you. So I do require my guests to use a microphone. I make sure the audio is processed very well because I realize if you can't hear the conversation – you're bouncing to another podcast. And so my goal is to make sure my podcast sounds so good that the listener can hear every word of the conversation and they stay to the very end and they get all the value we're going to share with it. Some people don't care. And the only exception I make, and I've never had this happen yet, Arnold, is if I had an A-lister like mm-hmm. a Oprah or Elon Musk. People will forgive bad audio for A-listers because the person is bigger than the audio. But for the rest of us mere mortals, we have to have clear audio. Exactly. Uh, I'm not saying you're not an A-lister, but you're not an A-lister. Neither am I, so we're we're on the same (laughs) page. Right,
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't take it personally. That's a, that's another thing which we could talk about too. When you talk about communication, uh, And I always hate it when people say "don't take it personally," which means it is. But anyway, we'll, we'll yes. move on. Yeah, yeah. So, so, but but appearance is a key thing, and there's a number of things we, you know, when you talk about, it, it's not just dress, it's it, but it's also like you said, the sound and it's a, a number of things that go along with that, but is it appropriate to the situation? That's the bottom line. And then the last thing, the sixth thing uh, to get people singing your praises and to communicate more effectively is empathy. Uh, and an empathy, uh, what we're really talking about there is, um, you know, really it's putting yourself in other people's shoes, especially in this virtual world too. You know, you don't know how people are, Going through things and things are happening. And, um, you know, and it's also being very conscious of, of what's going on with people out there too. You know, for example, I belong to the National Speakers Association and I, I know a lot of speakers and, and a lot of speakers in certain areas are, are suffering because they lost a lot of their stuff. And, and so what, you know, when you talk about empathy, do you really want to put on your, you know, your Facebook page or your LinkedIn page? Hey, you know, I just got this great job the other day making millions of dollars, you know? And, and it's just like, you, you think about that a little bit and, and, you know, and, and what do they say? A lot of people get depressed because they keep reading these LinkedIn things and Facebook things of everybody's doing great. Well, you know, I'm not doing as great. So, um, you know, that's, that's that part. But, but when you really talk about empathy, it is putting yourself in the other person's shoes. And, and, you know, we've all heard the term, um, you know, walk a mile in my shoes, but, but I really like to take it a step further and say, before you walk a mile in my shoes, you need to take off yours first. You know, you need to realize where that person's coming from. Um, and by the way, you can't do fake empathy either. You know, when I talk about fake empathy, you know, I was uh, doing a program one time and we were talking about empathy and one of the people in the group got up and, um, basically said, um, you know, uh, she said that, um, Oh God, I just, my mind just went blank, but she, there's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Empathy. But, uh, she put her, you know, you got to put yourself in your shoes. Oh yeah. And she said, she came up and she says, you know, during one of the breaks, she said, you know, I, I, I apologize for not, you know, paying attention and listening as much, but I really had this bad pregnancy that I'm getting over with. And guess what I said to her? I said, Oh, I I can understand. And she looked at me and she says, "You do not understand. So, um, you know, don't don't try to be something that you're not. If you don't know what's going on with these people, just just cut it off. So, uh, something yeah, I, to talk. I, about. I
0: want to give you. I, I don't want to re- recap the the six keys you just gave us to keeping keeping people to singing our praises. Attitude." Reliability, responsiveness, credibility and trust, appearance and empathy. But I, you said something about people when you're talking about empathy, about people posting on social media, you know, how well they're doing and landed a big client. I, I have this theory. I've never proven this. So there's no scientific data behind this, but I believe Pareto's principle is alive and well today. I believe 80% of the people on social media on any platform and 80, 80% worldwide are struggling. I think it's only 20%. So you know, Perito's principle, still alive and well in 2020. I think people are saying that they're successful because they don't want to feel like they're not successful. And what I started doing is I follow uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. I don't listen to him because I can't take his potty mouth, but he's brilliant because he says, anybody can find out anything that you do on Mr. Google, anything. But they can't find your story. And he's a big fan of documenting instead of, create, uh, instead of creating, because let's face it, creating is a lot of extra work. You got to do research and all this other stuff, and you should create some. But when you document your journey, now that's my journey. You're not going to find it out there except you go to my stuff. You're not going to find Arnold's journal, journey, unless you go to his stuff. And so I've been kind of tweaking and pivoting my content to uh, create, but with a spin on my journey. So I'm documenting my journey and I can tell you that I'm already seeing the, um, the, the, the ramifications for that. I'm not, I'm not a billionaire yet. I don't have a private jet, Mm -hmm. but I'm getting more views, more people reaching out to me, more people sending me DMS because I'm being authentic. I'm not just regurgitating stuff I posted before or from what I read in the book. I'm really trying to be my own self and people go, wow, this is Mark's journey. I can only get Mark's journey when I follow Mark. That's it. And I think more people need to tap into that because I am not the only productivity guy in the world. You're not the only guy in the world that does what you do, but Mm -hmm. you have a very unique story and a very unique journey. You're serious about your online business. I am too. That's why I proudly host my website on Kajabi. It's everything you need all rolled into one platform. For more information and to try Kajabi free for 14 days, go to the link in the show notes or go to markstuchowski.com
1: forward slash Kajabi. That's Kajabi, K-A-J-A-B-I. Exactly. And and I, and it's interesting when you talk about authenticity, um, you know, that's one of the keys too. It's interesting, even when I've seen speakers or people on on the radio or people on podcasts, you know, some of them you can tell are just either doing the motions or they're doing it in a way that's not authentic in a case. And and when you look at it, a good, and what, what you're doing right now too is a, a good, what we're doing right now is a, it's all a good presentation. It's just a conversation. That's all it is, and and just having a conversation. Like you said, being yourself. You know, I'm. You said I'm. I'm going to come out as the way I am. And you know, whether and and it's one of the things too. It makes you more authentic, and it makes you more. Uh, you know, and you are speaking in a very conversational role here too, which is a lot better.
0: And let me tell you something. I actually bring this into my monthly training. So I do master classes, and mm-hmm. what I decided to do. Everyone does webinars because mine's a webinar I call it a masterclass because it sounds more value added, whatever the case may be, but everyone shows slides and I've been in those webinars and you're just doing screenshots and then you're checking Facebook, whatever the case may be. I go live on camera, right? So I don't have slides and what happens is I've gotten so many compliments on this because people go, Oh my gosh, it's like, it's like if I went to a conference And saw you speak, I would see the same thing. And I want to be authentic. I want to be authentic to people. That's something I do. Now, a lot of people, they're not good on camera. They hate being in front of camera. That's fine. But for me, I want people to know that I'm fully engaged. I'm looking at the camera. I'm teaching them. And people have commented to me. They really like that because let's say, you know, can I get the slide deck? You know, I didn't get the slide. Can you re put the slide up? And it wastes everyone in time. But I want people like I don't even do worksheets. That's another no, no, you're not Mm -hmm. supposed to do. The reason why I don't do worksheets is because I want you to take your own notes in your own words. If I have fill in the blanks, well, then you're going to only have pay attention because you're listening for, okay, where's this blanket filled in? But if I say, hey, get a notebook and take your own notes. Now the notes are yours and they mean more because you wrote the notes that resonated with you. And I can't read every attendees mind
1: what's going to resonate with them. Yeah. And it's and it's interesting when you mentioned about taking, no, taking notes, um, it's been found that people who take notes remember it a lot better anyway than yeah. just giving them the things that they read. And a lot of times they don't read it. And I always tell people like, you know, here's a blank piece of paper, write these down because when you write it and you look at it, you remember it a lot better. Um, and it's also interesting too, when you mentioned not showing slides uh, I remember like, uh, the last before the pandemic, cause I've been mainly doing zoom stuff and, and way back when I was doing the more live presentations, um, I'd show up with less and less PowerPoint. One day I had no PowerPoint and everybody stood up and stood up on their feet and said, yay, no PowerPoint. <laughs> so <they were> all, <laughs> I could tell, like, I hit a nerve there. Like I didn't have to see a bunch of slides anymore. And, um. You know, and it's interesting, too, because even with the slides, we're going to more where it's like one word or a picture. That's it. You know, because most yes. people have a lot of things on their slides and they just start. What do they do? They just start reading it. And it's like that's sort of an insult. Uh, to people's intelligence, I think, at that point, too. Yeah, and
0: what's interesting is Gary Vaynerchuk will tell you he's lost lots of money because he doesn't like to not swear. I have lost speaking gigs, not as many as Gary, but I've lost speaking gigs because they say, okay, where's your PowerPoint? I don't do Mm -hmm. PowerPoint. Oh, you have Mm -hmm. to. I don't do them. Can you create Mm. one? No, that's not me. (laughs) I am a ball of energy on the stage, and I probably lose five pounds of sweat when up there. I just want to deliver so much value, and I don't want to be limited by, okay, point one, point two, point three on the slides. I want to be able to get there early, walk around the room. Oh, this is important to you. And I can on the fly tweak my presentation but if it's already in a keynote well uh, sorry hold that question at the end which to me doesn't sound good this is what i do again i'm trying to be the red airing i'm trying to be something different so i don't use slides i don't use slides on my live training when i speak that's who i am and and i tell people are you more interested in my slides are you more interested in my suit or are you more interested in the value i can provide for your audience and when i ask them that question like they always go huh because now they're now they're thinking like yeah I'm not buying his clothes I'm not buying his slides and people go yeah we want the value most people are going to say we want the value because right. that's what they're in, they're hiring you for
1: yeah and when you think about value I mean there's two things when I always develop presentations uh, I always think of two words I think of so what and how to and when I think of so what it's like. Anytime I'm preparing for a presentation or you're preparing for, or any of us are preparing for a presentation, especially when I look at the group, even if I'm looking at a zoom thing with 50 people on it, they're all like looking there like, well, so what, what's this guy going to talk to me about? And so, and so, yep. cause if it's, if it's not relevant, it's like, it's a waste of time. And that's, that's the one thing actually that keeps me up at night when I'm preparing for presentations is okay. Every time I write something is this relevant to the group I'm speaking to because, and, and I look at everybody's face and I can see it. I can, I mean, it, So what? So what? What's he going to do? us? You know, why am I wasting my time? You know, stuff. And then the other thing that I always mention in these things, too, that going along with what you said, it's not just the slides. It's the other part. It's the how to. You know, like people tell you, like, okay, like you said today, Arnold, uh, you know, communication is important. And I might say, okay, yeah, that is. Let's move on. Well, no, communication is important. But how do you what does that look like? How? So what? What is it? What does it really mean? Well, how do you do it? Well, here's six ways to do it. So you need to give those specifics, which makes the difference. So uh, it just goes back.
0: And one of the things I've learned, uh, you know, since I recently about maybe three weeks ago on the podcast, I used to have a one minute opening so i would say this is mr productivity go to my website i got this going on here's about my guests and then i'd learn that people mm-hmm. aren't listening to that stuff right. So now my podcast started out with this is the mark schocheski podcast right in the interview people don't want to hear you blather on and on and on they want they're listening to this episode because they heard that you're the get along coach and i want to listen to what arnold and mark have to say they don't want to hear a one minute commercial they want the information and so i respect it in my audience i'm like, okay, you don't want to hear the one minute commercial right in the interview. Okay. Because I know that if they're not listening to it anyways, if they're skipping over it, why am I saying it? And that's called paying attention. And I'm, I'm shocked on the number of people out there, speakers, podcasters, YouTube, whatever, they're not paying attention to what The audience wants. The audience does not have to give you their attention. They have no obligation to you. And so you have to figure out a way that I can present valuable information and serve them the best way I can, because if they don't think it is, they're gone.
1: Yeah. As you said, it's, it's not relevant. And you know, it's interesting too, because when you look at websites, it, you know, when I work with speakers and help them with their websites and stuff like that, one of the things that they, a lot of them all have, if you look at 90% of them they're, they're they start off with just a big picture of them and how great they are and all this stuff. And it's like, <laughs> so the, what, <laughs> so what? Yeah, that's what I'd say. And, and the point is when you look at a website, I want to know, so what are you going to do for me? And you know, you know, everybody knows the WIFM what's in it for me. And right away, On that aspect of it, it's like um, you know. And when you talk about branding, it's like who you are and what you do, and that should be the simplest message on your site. And so, on your website, it should be "get along with anyone, anytime, anywhere." And then here's the specifics. But you know, most people, if they did that, they'd put Arnold Sano. He's the greatest guy, and nobody cares. I I mean, they care later when they want to hire you You to find out, but they need to get that information first. So when I listen to like a show like yours or another podcast, You know, let's get down to like, hey, what are six ways? What are five ways? You know, how do you do this? How do you do that? You know, let's get some things I can use today and why is it important? You know, and those are key things. And, and, and again, it's knowing your audience too in that area of, of what you're looking for. And as I think you said earlier too, you know, some people are going to like you and some are not. And you can't be everything to everybody. And, you know, who is the speaker? I forget his name who said, I like the way you phrased this. He says, you may have rabid enemies, but you'll also have rabid fans, um, yes. which I thought was interesting. It's it, And it goes, and not that you have enemies, but you have, there's going to be people that just love you, but then there's going to be the opposite side. But you know what? We're all going to have both of those. if we and, and sometimes it's good to be a little controversial or do it your own way because – the other people are just going to love you, even though some just may not. So uh, going yeah. back. To
0: well, it's interesting time. is uh, when you were saying that I, I thought of there's a play by play guy for Fox TV, uh, Fox Sports NFL, uh, Joe Buck. And if you go to his Twitter handler, it says my favorite team is any team but yours. I just thought <laughs> that was team so hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> <Any team laughs> so yeah, that, like that's it. classic. It's very classic. Well, this has been a very, uh, in, very insightful conversation. Arno. I want to thank you for being on the show. Where can we find out more about
1: you? Yeah, well, uh, if you go to www.arnoldsano.com, that's A-R-N-O-L-D-S-A-N-O-W.com, there's all the informations on that. And I I encourage people, if you just want to contact me to ask a question on anything on, you know, getting along to build better communication, emotional intelligence, uh, presentation skills, I'm at uh, speaker at arnoldsano.com. That's S-P-E-A-K-E-R at arnoldsano.com.
0: Well, I want to thank you for coming on the show today. It was an absolute delight having you share with us your six keys to keeping people singing our praises and to communicate more effectively. If you tuned in late, I don't know how you could tune in late because you had to start at the beginning, but the six keys are attitude, reliability, responsiveness, credibility, and trust, appearance, and empathy. Arnold, thank you so much for being on the show today. Okay. Thank you, Mark.
1: So I appreciate it.
0: And just before we go don 't forget to head on over to my website mr dot com m i s t e r mr dot com find out how I can coach you for less than a dollar a day no joke and also you can get my top five productivity tips and so much more it all happens at mrproductivity.com thank you so much for listening to this episode of the mark stuchowski podcast until we meet again my friend go be productive